Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Danielle Jones, Senior Agile Consultant on the SAP Intelligence Spend and Business Network Enablement Operations team. Joining us today is Patrick Dodd, Senior Agile Coach, also from the SAP Intelligence Spend and Business Network Enablement Operations team. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you, Danielle. You're welcome. Returning guest with us today also is Scott Hewitt, Scrum Coach, Partner Technologies, Intelligent Enterprise Solutions. Good to be here. Awesome. So today we are having one of our remix episodes, and this one is specifically talking about Agile Metrics from episode 23 and 28. If you have not had a chance to listen to those episodes, quick synopsis. We're talking about what metrics are good, what are bad, what are in between, how do we use them? Are they useful? Um, are they just hurting or helping the teams in some way, shape, or form? So in true remix fashion, I don't care about any of that right now. What I want to talk about, and I'm going to start with Scott, is what is your favorite Agile metrics? Why? What is your least favorite Agile metric and why? And how would you change that one if you can make it any better? A few questions there in one. So I, I think my, my, my favorite one is just team happiness. So that, that tells so much without being very precise. So if you ask someone generally if they're happy, which is a yes or a no, um, so not necessarily a, um, a, a detailed metric, but one that you can, you can observe. Then I think uh, I think a lot of other things are falling into place. You know, they're probably developing a pretty good product. You're probably getting good feedback from uh, the end users and the team, um, and they're probably enjoying each other's company. So that's my favorite one. Um, as for one that I don't necessarily like, I I suppose there are no really bad metrics. It's just the way you interpret them is bad. So uh, velocity is one that's that's used in a, a many different ways. Um, and uh, as a measure of a performance, so if you use uh, velocity as a KPI, that's my least favorite one because it assumes that you know the, the the higher the better, and then it it encourages so many behaviors that I wouldn't generally encourage. Um, but if you use it as a as a predictability thing, then I'm okay with that. Awesome. And how would you change? What would you change about calculating velocity for a team if you could? So not necessarily calculating it. Um, I mean, there, there's ways where you can just have the, the number of backlog items that you have in a sprint. Um, you could have the number of story points. It's more the interpretation of it. Um, so I've been in instances where management say, I want to know the velocity. I want more out of the next sprint. I want more out of the next team. So that's what I would change. I'll change the expectation to say it's more an indication of what we could do, all other things being the same. Awesome. Patrick, same question. Yeah, well, uh, Scott kind of took the words out of my mouth. I was uh, just going to say that um, to me, I'm not sure that I really have a favorite or unfavorite metric. Um, I have favorite and not favorite ways that they're used. And so it's um, whether I'm dealing with uh, existing metrics like burn downs or cumulative flow diagrams, or I'm you know working with the team to come up with new metrics, I, I usually go by four questions. What is the intent of the metric? Why are the stakeholders asking for this metric? Or why do they care? Why are they monitoring it? Um, how can it be misused by disingenuous folks? 
and uh, how can it be gamed by people that won't just want their metrics to look good? And so I usually look at it from those four angles. And um, if it kind of passes that sniff test, then um, I generally think it's pretty good. Um, I would say that um, there is, a, I, I, I think the biggest point of confusion that I see from stakeholders are um, diff, uh, getting reporting and uh, predictive metrics backwards. Um, because a lot of the time stakeholders will look at a burn down, for example, just, I mean, just using a burn down because everyone kind of knows what it is, is the most common metric, that the um, stakeholders will look at a burn down and look at that as reporting for how the team is doing and, and what the team is delivering. But it's not really an appropriate reporting metric, it's a predictive metric. Um, the intent of the burn down was never to show how good the team is. The intent of the burn down is to show um, the team what is happening with them and so that they can deliver accurate messaging to stakeholders and figure out like, are we on track to meet the sprint? And if we're not, what the heck is going on? So um, that that's where I see the most common anti-patterns. And that's um, so I guess my, my favorite use of metrics would be if, um, would be when people get those right. So they use reporting metrics like OKRs for actual reporting and predictive metrics like burn down and, uh, and uh, cycle time or cumulative flow for um, actually, you know, predicting the outcome and learning from it versus, you know, trying to make a judgment call on someone. Yeah, good point. You, you mentioned how, when people get those right. What is right, I guess, in Agile? You know, like everybody, every team is different. Everybody's working on different things. So I'm curious to know what is right when you're looking at a metric and how do you know you, you've gotten it right? Is it because like, oh, the team's very predictable and we're norming now. We know exactly what we can and can't do or close enough to it. Um, does everybody understand when you pull up this graphic? Like, yep, I, I looked at this burn down chart or this cumulative flow diagram and I know exactly where we messed up. Um, so I, I'm curious to know from both of you, how do you know when you've like actually interpreted a metric correctly? I'll let Patrick answer since you, I piggybacked off of your, your comment. Cool, sounds good. Um, so for me, what's right, um, it, it depends on what's happening in the room when the metric's being reviewed. So it's like, you can have, going back to the burn down example, you can have a team with a perfect burn down because they've gamed the system such that their burn down looks perfect, but they're failing at the seams and not delivering. And so their, their burn down looks right. Like on paper, it looks absolutely perfect, but the situation is not right at all. And they're not using the metric the way it should be used. Um, whereas a team that might have a choppy burn down, um, but they're honest about it and they're actually looking at things like if they say, oh, we had a spike up three days after the sprint started, what happened then? Let's talk about scope creep. Let's talk about story uh, group refinement. Um, caught myself there. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and let's talk about what's actually going on. They're doing that right, even though their burn down doesn't look perfect. Um, and then, of course, there's the opposite, too, where you have the flat plane because nobody cares and, <laughs> and then no, nothing's getting updated. So that looks wrong and is wrong. Um, but uh, the opposite can certainly be true as well. Yeah, good point. What, what do you think, Scott? I, I would essentially look beyond the metrics. So the, the metrics, from my perspective, just give you a, a point in time um, observation of what's happening 
within a team or within a product or within a process. Um, the way you can tell it's a, the right metric are the observations that are made based, made based upon that metric. Then you do something about it, you experiment, you, you try something else, um, you, um, you know, maybe through a retrospective, you've, you've had a discussion about it and come up with an idea. And then you go back to the metric to see if that adjustment observation change has actually impacted the metric. So I would only say that a metric is, is um, a good one if you learn something through it, you've adapted something through it, and you've impacted it in the manner that you wanted to impact it. And I can go across the whole gamut of things, you know, something from skills like the average story point size, you're assuming something and to Patrick's point on refinement, um, you may need to go and do something else there. So yeah, it, in summary, it's the right decisions, the right adjustments have impacted the metric in the right manner. Good, yeah, I like that. I find that my teams, because you mentioned earlier, Scott, about, you know, you love baby, basically the happy meter. Like, are you guys good? Are you guys not good? Um, and I find that every time, like usually we're good and then I'll bring up like the metrics and we'll review them. And then they're like, oh, we're not so good. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a catch 22 because it doesn't mean that you're not so good. It just means like, you know, something may have happened this time and it's telling us a different story. So, you know, I do like, I like that they, you like to measure happy and, and sad. I just find that my teams base that happy and sad on how their metrics look, not how like they feel they performed, you know, as a team. So, mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. So, you know, I'm also, you know, curious to see when you guys maybe bring up metrics to say uh, leadership that's not always in the, the meetings with your teams and, you know, they don't know how you guys refine, they don't know how you guys are estimating and that sort of thing. When you bring up those different visuals um, or either, you know, just kind of talking through the metrics with, let's say, senior leadership, what is one of the common things you get from them, negative or positive, when they when they look at those metrics, Scott, I'll start with you. Um, so I think when we do that, we have to really set clear expectations. I'm not a huge fan of talking about the team metrics at the leadership or management level. I think the team metrics, as um, as Patrick said, with regard to that that line going across, it's it's for the team and to be interpreted by the team. Um, so I try not to put too many metrics in, in front of management. What I would like to do is put, um, you know, what the stakeholders think of the product we're developing, uh, what the end users think of the product we're developing, um, and really put the feedback about the product in front of management, as opposed to the integral workings of the individual team. So there, Patrick, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, I, I kind of chuckle because that's the group of stakeholders I was referring to that commonly gets reporting versus predictive metrics confused. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's the group that I find that I have to be the most careful with um, mm -hmm. when, when bringing up metrics um, of any sort. And, and I go back to the four questions. And I also, um, the, the thing that I usually find with executive stakeholders that I really have to do is have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them before the metrics are consumed or created and have, and even if the metrics are being consumed and created, still have that conversation, but ask them, try to figure out what is their pain point? What is their fear? What is their anxiety? What is their frustration? Why are they looking for these metrics? because I often find that people have a knee-jerk reaction where they say, 
oh my God, I want this metric. I, I want to see what the team's velocity is, but they're not really curious about what the team's velocity is. They want to see if their team is actually going to deliver anything this year. And so it's, it's talking about, you know, trying to reach whatever the pain point in the problem is, and then, and then tailoring a solution around that. Um, and maybe the solution isn't even a metric. I mean, that, that might, it might be something completely different. Um, and, and I find that that's absolutely necessary because if that doesn't happen, then what could occur is you end up with metric that's being used incorrectly and misused as well as gamed um, in order to make the executive look good um, and, and also to make you know, the team look good in front of the executive because now the goal is, is fixing the numbers versus fixing the pain, whatever pain that might be. Yeah. yeah, maybe just to add to that. So I think we're, we're, when we talk about metrics, I think it's more at the, the team level, and everything's a everything can can be a metric. But if you want to reduce it to things like KPIs, so KPIs are usually business focused, and I would try for management to look at KPIs, how we're getting along with our product. So um, everything could be a metric. It's just KPIs are more useful and usually more business focused. Agreed. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Patrick and I we worked on you know building out some metrics and getting some feedback from some leadership a few months ago. And I think I, I kept thinking to myself, like, maybe we're into, we're presenting this to the wrong, like, audience, you know, like we, we sought out some like high level, you know, executives or leadership and, you know, either we couldn't get the meeting to like actually happen. Cause you know, they were like, you know, 30 minutes on a schedule and they're like, Oh, we don't, we don't need to talk to them. Or when we did talk to them, it was more like, Oh, we don't really care about the team per se. We, you know, we want just want to know like how long has it taken us to produce this particular product and is it valuable? So I definitely get where you're saying, like, don't really present the team level, you know, metrics to certain individuals because not that they don't care, it's just the bigger picture for them is kind of the product and 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 how we're moving, you know, towards completing that and making sure it's valuable. So definitely agree with both of you there. I think we have, you know, enough information to carry this on to another episode. So that's the end of this iteration. I'm Danielle. I'm Patrick. And I'm Scott. Until the next iteration, you can give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider. Shoot us an email at info at fasterthanastandup.com or find us on tw- Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than a Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.